Like a chrysalis, we're emerging from the economy of the Industrial Revolution. An economy confined to and limited by the Earth's physical resources into the economy in mind, in which there are no bounds on human imagination, and the freedom to create is the most precious natural resource. Welcome to the Soul of Enterprise, Business in the Knowledge Economy, sponsored by Sage, energizing business builders around the world through the imagination of our people and the power of technology. I'm Ed Kless with my friend and co-host Ron Baker, and on today's show, we are honored to have our third interview with George Gilder. George, is, George Gilder is one of the leading economic and technological thinkers for the past 40 years, and he is the author of 19 books, including The Israel Test and Life After Google, which was the subject of our interview with him last time in August of 2018. George is a senior resident fellow at the American Enterprise Institute, where his recent post, which was entitled The Huawei Test, broke the internet at the beginning of June. And he is a founding fellow of the Discovery Institute, where he began his study of information theory. George, welcome back to the Soul of Enterprise. The um, it's at AIR, AEI, AEIR is AIR, yeah. institute nearby me in Berkshire's objection to it, but but my real affiliation is Discovery Institute. Uh, I'm a co-founder and. But this to do. Sure. AIR is a great um, affiliation I have in the Berkshires, but it it's not my chief uh, <laughs> role. Okay, fair, fair enough, George. Thanks. We, when we we had you on, as I said, about a year ago, and we were talking about life after Google. And I wanted to ask you about life after life after Google. How do you think the book and its ideas have been received? Well, it, uh, phenomenally in China for uh, <laughs> uh, a while, number two book in China, and it was voted. The most, uh, the best uh, social science book in China, and uh, by a group in China. So it uh, it really was a hit over there. Here, and, uh, one crypto book on Amazon for about a year, uh, most of the time, almost all the time. So really, a success. Around the world, um, there's a version in Japan, and uh, I did 40 appearances in nine days. I've visited all the main universes in China, and uh, this is a global phenomenon, this book. Yes, it truly is, and we're, we were thrilled to, to uh, ha- have read it and talked about it with you last year. But in the years since it's published, do you think the, the, the signs are still moving in the direction you've predicted? I, whenever I see a story that's related, I think, well, I think there's, there's another, another, another crick in the, in the Google chain. Uh, do, you, do you still see those signs happening? 
Well, I, I do. I, I think, however, it is do not support this full court press attack on our technology economy by the government. I think this is really just suicidal. I mean, uh, these companies are not monopolies. They face devastating competition, these companies, uh, uh, which many of which have better business models than uh, our companies do. And the impact of the government intervention has been devastating. Uh, uh, Facebook has become a manipulative maze that you can hardly enter anymore. It's, uh, it's really in the process of being uh, destroyed by government regulation. They can't be in charge of, uh, of fake news and hate speech and two billion uh, customers. I mean, it's just, if, if the internet had faced this kind of regulation when it started, it never would have happened. If the phone uh, phone network had faced this kind of responsibility, it ne- we'd still be using Pony Express. Um, maybe updated to these, but uh, it's, uh, it just is... Uh, and and Google isn't even allowed to hire computer science anymore. Google's being sued for sex discrimination of all weird charges. Uh, you know, they're full of women all over the place, but somehow the quotas don't uh, match up with some model at the Equal Opportunity Equal employment opportunity mission. So Google's being sued for sex discrimination. I mean, we really are in some kind of bizarre self-destructive mode with regard to our technology and with regard to our economic leadership. Yeah, I have a friend, uh, who, a college friend who made, well, let's call it oodles of money in Silicon Valley. And in a, in a recent conversation with him, he said, they seem to be, Silicon Valley is long on capital, but short on execution. Do you think that that's, do you agree with his assessment? Um, I'm afraid you broke that question. Oh, okay. Um, so he, my friend says that, that Silicon Valley is long on capital, but yep. short on execution. Do you think that that's true? Well, I, I, I really think that uh, what's happened is that uh, the government, the U.S. government has mounted an attack on our technology companies on the assumption that how they're manipulating the news or accommodating Russians or or too much these or something and the combination of these measures has been to gravely impede press and they have I, I admit that their execution has been faulted um, but it's really hard to deal with a full court press from the government making bizarre charges that you're somehow manipulating your services all the time to favor uh, ideological causes. And 
if you agree that uh, the mainstream media of the United States is dominantly leftist, then Google as a search service um, based on uh, the most uh, the page rank model that the most uh, evoked uh, sources get the highest rating, then of course Google search is going to reflect the bias in the media. That's not Google's fault. That's uh, that's the mainstream media and the mainstream anatomy. And and I just I just think that we're in a v- amazing irresponsible phase today with regard to our technology companies. We we're proud of them, but at the same time, um, we're paranoid of them. And, and it's uh, and we're paranoid about China and the combination of all these fears is a nerve down that runs from Silicon Valley through the Federal Trade Commission, which falsely believes these companies are monopolies, uh, the European Union that's paranoid about privacy and and all these uh, uh, charges and visions, I think, are uh, inconsistent with uh, with the national interests and our of uh, the future of our economy. Yeah, it's, it's been an interesting ride that the last couple of years. It probably is. You probably. You probably for you know what's going on here. I think we should do this. You know, this is not a good enough connection to handle Zoom. I've got to go somewhere where where I can get a better connection. This this is not working well. I mean, I don't you you're you're jerky, and I can't really hear you. in this, can you hear me fine? It's sort of tough, George. I think what we'll do is let's take our break now, uh, and, and, and what we'll do is we'll get you on a phone line, and we'll take it from there. I think that's probably the best choice. So now a word from our sponsors. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Sage provides accountants with compliance, reporting, and analytic solutions to do more for their clients. These solutions include education programs such as the Sage Accountants Network Client Advisory Service Program. This program delivers the tools to create, package, price, market, and deliver additional services to clients, increasing your profitability and delivering more value to your clients. Let Sage help you grow your business by visiting sageaccountantsnetwork.com. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. Have you ever listened to an advertisement for a book so many times that you question the existence of God? Me too. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I recorded the advertisement for Ron and Ed's book, The Soul of Enterprise Dialogues on Blah, 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 Whatever. And four years later, we're all tired of it, especially me. But thankfully, there's a solution. For just $10 a month, you never have to hear my voice again. For a commercial-free version of The Soul of Enterprise, go to patreon.com slash TSOE and subscribe now. 
Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. We're tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Class. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. Well, welcome back, everybody. We're back with my 38-year mentor, George Gilder. It's such an honor to have you back on, George. And I wanted to ask you about an article that you wrote because Ed and I posted this on our social media and boy, did it generate a lot of controversy and comments, but it was your article, the Huawei test. I guess it was first published in the American Institute for Economic Research uh, back in June, on June 3rd. And you, you start the article by quoting Peter Drucker's famous line. We say this all the time. Don't solve problems, pursue opportunities because problems are about the past and opportunities and entrepreneurship about the future. George, what is the Huawei test? Well, Huawei was one of great capitalist ventures in China. It was started by Zhen Fei, who was uh, the son of a capitalist broder, and uh, he briefly served as an engineer in the Chinese army, but the idea that he was permanently rendered a communist apparatchik by that experience, as the U.S. government seems to believe, is simply preposterous if you know the guy, if you know his history and his amazing success in creating a telephone equipment company that uh, is 170 different countries and has uh, now leads the world in, in technology for 5G, the next generation of wireless technology. Uh, you just can't do this as some kind of instrument of the Communist Party of China. That's just an, an absurdity. Uh, Huawei is a great capitalist company, and uh, they've been more effective in marketing their technology and and in developing new technology over the last five years than uh, their American competitors. And they should, uh, their presence in the American market would be positive and accelerate our movement to 5G. And I I just think um, this is a protectionist move. It's simply a protectionist move. Uh, The claims of national security um, threat is just implausible. It's, uh, we had a billion internet hacks last year of all, telecom equipment. Uh, if uh, uh, if uh, Huawei's routers and switches are open to communist hacking, so are all the other routers and switches all through the U.S. telecom system. And I believe we need a new 
architecture for the internet. And I think the blockchain supplies such an architecture. And uh, Huawei is actually uh, very interested in researching solutions that actually do restore some degree of security to, uh, inter to networks around the globe. And to kick him out of the United States because on just really technically preposterous grounds I, is, uh, is just a great mistake. And it's, it's protectionism. That's what it is. And uh, we should stop it. Is there any, you point out in the article that the, you know, the, the litigation over the uh, so-called theft of intellectual property has been settled. Is, is there any evidence for them stealing intellectual property? Yeah. yeah it, you know, all, all companies uh, are charged frequently intellectual property theft, um, particularly in uh, ascendant companies challenge an incumbent establishment. When the, when the United States was uh, emerging as the world's leading industrial power, all of Europe, you know, Bay and England and, uh, you know, to uh, Otto in uh, Germany claimed that we were, that Carnegie was stealing this, uh, uh, the steel fabrication gear, that uh, Edison was stealing electrical capabilities, that uh, Ford was stealing the internal combustion engine invented in Germany. It's just, uh, we have, are constant charges back and forth among American companies that they're stealing from each other. And uh, the Chinese play a relatively small role in these litigations in the United States. Six percent of all the charges involve China. I, I just, and now China is in the lead. So uh, all these claims are just just irrelevant. They're past. They're gone. We Entrepreneurship is about the future. And the future depends on dealers market in the world, the most uh, uh, vibrant capitalist uh, market at the moment. It won't be in the future. Maybe Xi Jinping is going to impose a communist uh, totalitarian regimen on China, but he hasn't done it yet. And they have three times more IPOs than we do. They got uh, twice as many business startups. They've got uh, millions more engineers. Uh, they can build cities faster than we can fill in potholes in the United States. It's, 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 just, it's just silly for us to sit over here grousing that they've stolen from us uh, when uh, they've been manufactured. We wanted them to manufacture all our stuff. We, we joined a climate change cult that wanted to suppress manufacturing anywhere it could find it. 
we joined a litigation cult that uh, uh, bankrupted 36 of our major chemical companies and spurious asbestos claims. It's, it, we're, we just didn't want to have manufacturing. And uh, so the Chinese did it for us. And in that sense, they got a lot of our technology. Is that a big surprise? Uh, it's, it, we, we are not being serious about China. You know, John Tamney wrote an article and he, and he quotes you about your trips to China and how you've never really met a communist. And he points out that Huawei has 80,000 employees in R&D and they spent $15 billion in 2018. He says, Any, anybody who believes that innovation is done through corporate espionage doesn't understand business because most ideas fail. So I, I think your point is very well taken about that, that they're, they're an upstart that this seems to, we're not an upstart, but they're threatening the status quo. Yeah. Well, they, they've done it. And, uh, and we have, it, China has flaws and, uh, however they have by whatever means, pretty much created an economy that's 24 times bigger than it was when Nixon and Kissinger were opening up to China. And, and they now are essentially equipped to us. Their technology in many cases is superior. They got a smaller government as a share of GDP because of the amazing growth of their private sector. They are in a in a kind of reactionary period now, there's uh, Z, and uh, it may be that that their capitalist growth will be halted. But in the last year, they've opened up a couple more stock markets. They've uh, opened up their bond markets to foreign investors. They're in general seem to be still opening up to a great degree, even while Z is cracking down on uh, on any of uh, dissident speech or uh, democracy movements and uh, their economy remains capitalist right and I mean more, more than more than ours I would say <laughs> wow it's sad but it's true there it's um, so I mean that's that's just and and uh, like and Trump is trying to fight against it, but he's destroying the effect of his policies by adopting socialism internationally. He wants to socialize trade, and right. since much of the global economy grows through the expansion of trade, cannibalism uh, of America is a is a drastic mistake. Yeah, it seems like he wants to take us back to the mercantilism that Adam Smith <laughs> so so ably destroyed. Ooh. George, how do you reconcile? Because yeah. I mean, no, I know you've been anti-communist your entire life, and I and nobody has been more eloquent for the defense of 
capitalism and liberty and the moral case for it and the human flourishing that's a result. When you look at China and you see these incredible achievements, do you think it would be even better if they were to democratize and, and open up more liberty? Is, does it illustrate the power of markets that it, they've been able to accomplish what they have? It does. And uh, uh, it certainly illustrates the power of markets. And, and if they really abandon their progress in opening up their economy, it will be uh, a, a tragedy for the world system. And that's why I think that uh, our current approach is so negative. I mean, we're causing a kind of divorce between these two great economies. And, and it's, it's, it's a historic mistake. It's uh, uh, the, you know, after World War II, the British faced what I believe is a similar challenge. Uh, the British had to give up their empire. They had to recognize that the U.S. was ascendant, and they sought a special relationship with U.S. Now we find that China, which is four times bigger population than us, and uh, is ascendant, and they're they they're not politically correct. They defy all the. Uh, CO trans and anti-industrial Ludditism that dominates our universities. They're, and as a result, they are now a really dominant, at least in Asia. And for us to think that, that we can retain the same kind of uh, position we had before when they were 124th as powerful as they are. It's just quixotic. It's, it's not a realistic stance. And countries that go on, base their policies on fantasies of grievance or of, of, of historic privilege are likely to fail. Right. Yeah, I, I, we have to take a break, George. But when you wrote in the Huawei test article, you said, I hate to say it, but without the help of Chinese capitalism, we're pretty much over as a global power and economy. Wow, those are strong words. And perhaps Ed will pick this up with you on the other side. But folks, we'd like to remind you, if you want to get a hold of Ed or myself, send us an email to asktsoe at verisage.com. And now we want to hear from our sponsors. future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Sage provides accountants with compliance, reporting, and analytic solutions to do more for their clients. These solutions include education programs such as the Sage Accountants Network Client Advisory Service Program. This program delivers the tools to create, package, price, market, and deliver additional services to clients, increasing your profitability and delivering more value to your clients. Let Sage help you grow your business by visiting sageaccountantsnetwork.com. 
Have you ever listened to an online radio show that changed your life? I'm required to say that I have. Have you ever stopped listening to an online radio show because the commercials were mind-numbingly repetitive? Of course you haven't because you're here right now. Look, you don't have to listen to me anymore. There's a commercial-free version of this show, and it only costs $10 a month. And for $15 a month, you get no commercials plus bonus content. Go to patreon.com slash TSOE, subscribe now, and be free. You're worth it. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. And we are back on the Soul of Enterprise with the great George Gilder. And, and, and George, I know that you you saw this article, but and, and just not I guess we're beating a dead horse a little bit here, but I just wanted to get your commentary on this. No. But on August 31st, the Wall Street Journal uh, or the Huawei issued a press release about that it, it, it is finding that um, – that certain things are happening in the United States and there's a big long litany of stuff. I'll read a couple of them um, instructing law, law enforcement to, to threaten Huawei employees, unlawfully searching and detaining Huawei employees, uh, sending FBI agents to their home. And this is what Huawei is now accusing the United States government of, you know, there's crazy claims that, you know, CIA says that, that Huawei has been funded by military intelligence. What's going on here? Why is our government so, obsessed with it is it is it just this jealousy that's that that somebody is 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 outperforming us i think that's i i do believe that's the heart of also uh based on a real incomprehension of technology they're they really do believe that technology is something you can steal and something that Huawei could become a global colossus as a kind of socialist arm of the Chinese government. And, and that's just a delusional. And that's, um, and it's, uh, and there may be, you know, it is that, uh, uh, there is a lot of spying going on between both countries and the Chinese done a lot of hacking in American networks and and there's been a lot of and the NSA um, is also famously aggressive in uh, in uh, its cyber programs it's I believe that if we banish all companies from countries that uh, do cyber hacking, uh, we can't have a world economy. I mean, the world economy is dependent on taking for granted that the uh, defense and and uh, intelligence branches of Governments are constantly uh, maneuvering against one another, 
and testing out uh, various technologies and intrusive tools. And, and I, I just, uh, we're doing it. Uh, the Chinese may be doing it more for all I know. I, uh, we're certainly, but, but it's not the way to stop it isn't just to kick out Chinese companies from America. That hurts us more than it hurts China. China actually is one of the few countries in the world that's big enough to actually pursue autarky successfully. That is, they can actually do without a lot of foreign trade if they have to. Well, well we can't. And uh, we're smaller. And, and we've deliberately chosen to devote our colleges to this environmental cult that is against manufacturing, against industry, uh, really against the future. We believe that that uh, population growth is a burden on the planet. I mean, these, these beliefs have consequences. Uh, I think the most important breakthrough in economics in the last decade is really a Marcian, Marce, uh, Marion Tupi and Gail Pooley, who have... Uh, there are two economists, one from St. Andrews in Scotland and one from Brigham in uh, Hawaii. And together they have uh, taken what is in essence my time theory of money and shown that uh, using time prices that the world economy is growing four times as fast as ordinary GDP measures calculate, and that uh, and and this changes the whole view. I mean, if uh, we we believe that somehow our middle class has been victimized by by China. However, since 1986, as Tupi and Pooley calculate, the time price of a Thanksgiving dinner has dropped for uh, an ordinary blue-collar worker from 32 hours of work, I mean 32 minutes of work, excuse me, 32 minutes in 1980s to earn money to buy a Thanksgiving dinner, elaborate Thanksgiving dinner as calculated by the Farm Bureau to 9.2 minutes uh, in 2018. In other words, uh, something like 60% drop in the hours which had to be expended to purchase uh, a major complement of foods and drinks and all what you need to sustain life. And this is part of a study that covers hundreds of, uh, of commodities. So globalization has been wonderful for the American worker and the American middle class. And uh, I didn't know this myself. This is a real finding 
of economic science, a great breakthrough, which uh, dismisses all the CPIs, uh, consumer price indexes, GDP deflators, purchasing power, parity, just work, all these estimates that somehow show uh, that capitalism hasn't been working uh, because of Chinese depredations. The fact is capitalism has been working better than ever. And the um, rise of infant technology has resulted in a global productivity boom in all capitalist countries. Yes, I've seen that study as well, and it, and I've actually heard Marion Tupi interviewed on a couple of podcasts that I listen to, and it, it's absolutely fascinating. We'll put a link up to that in our show notes. Jordan, I wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, the situation in Hong Kong, having just visited China, and, and I, I don't think you went to, to Hong Kong, but do you, in la- last week, the, the, the main uh, mainland China has, seems to be backing off a little bit on, first of all, their demand for extradition. Do you think that situation will work itself out? Look, I hope so. I spent a lot of time in China and Hong Kong, and it would be too bad if um, freedom was extinguished in Hong Kong. Um, I just, uh, um, we'll just see. Uh, I do believe that if you're in China and you're part of China, the rule is you don't you don't criticize the government. That's it's it's not a good rule, uh, but in exchange for it, uh, they have massively emancipated the Chinese economy. Now they're retrenching on their freedoms, and I think it's a mistake. But it's helped by the United States. I mean, the United States is punishing their capitalist com- companies. I mean, it's it's just uh, and our and, it, and punishing our capitalist com- companies. It's 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 really a, a tragedy in uh, in progress, and I I hope it uh, that sanity is recovered. Uh, you know, to get an idea of what's going on in China. I've, I've visited Shenzhen a lot, which is sort of the center of global uh, industry today. It uh, all uh, smartphones, most of the smartphones are made there. Uh, uh, Huawei is there. Uh, and uh, the biggest company, the biggest tower in the middle of Shenzhen is and Ping, which is an insurance company. And uh, Chinese insurance company has reduced the time to uh, uh, settle insurance claim after an automobile accident to 10 minutes. Uh, you get you get out of the car, presuming that you haven't been seriously hurt, and you take photographs on your smartphone of the damage, and uh, they compare it against the database of some 25 million uh, auto components. They uh, have you uh, describe the accident to your cell phone. 
uh, their artificial intelligence tells them whether you're telling the truth or not. And uh, in 10 minutes, uh, you both have uh, your, the money in your WeChat wallet, and you have an appointment with a local garage that is best to um, do the specific repair that's needed. And uh, they're also doing this kind of thing in medical care. This is capitalist creativity that's really moving beyond uh, what our insurance companies can do. I mean, just massively beyond. Yeah, incredible stuff. I, I, I agree. Lots of, of uh, terrific technologies that are coming up. And I, I remain hopeful that and, and faithful that, that capitalism is going to be is going to be able to, to outrun government intervention, both here and in China. That's that's my belief. I've got a, a solid on the future. Yeah. But anyway, we are we are up against our, our last break here. Want to remind you that you can get a hold of Ron or me by sending an email to asktsoe at verisage.com. The website is the soul of enterprise.com where we can post we will post show notes to this show with and our interviews with George Gilder in the past. You can listen to those as well on our archive page. But right now, a word from our sponsor and my employer, Sage. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Sage provides accountants with compliance, reporting, and analytic solutions to do more for their clients. These solutions include education programs such as the Sage Accountants Network Client Advisory Service Program. This program delivers the tools to create, package, price, market, and deliver additional services to clients, increasing your profitability and delivering more value to your clients. Let Sage help you grow your business by visiting sageaccountantsnetwork.com. Have you ever been so annoyed by a commercial for a $5 ebook that you were willing to pay $10 to never hear it again? I sure have. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. Over the last several years, you've come to hate me, and I hate me too. By now, you know that for $5, you can get a copy of Ron and Ed's book. What you might not know is for twice that much every month for forever, you can stop hearing me plug Ron and Ed's book, which totally makes sense, like the Diamond Water Paradox. Go to patreon.com slash TSOE and subscribe today. Please, for the love of God, make it stop! When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. tuned into the soul of enterprise with ron baker and ed class to find out more about our show visit us on the web at the soul of you can also chat with us on twitter using hashtag ask tsoe now back to the soul of enterprise well, welcome back everybody we're here with my mentor george gilder and george in 2009 you published a book called the israel test and you wrote in there that the Israel test is a moral challenge. What is the Israel test? Yep. How do you respond to people who excel you in creativity, ingenuity, invention, and wealth? 
Do you admire them? Do you emulate them and try to exceed them? Or do you envy them and try to tear them down? And I call this Israel test. Israel has led the world in, invent in inventiveness and creativity and, and in wealth creation over the last decade or so. Uh, they've become the startup nation. Uh, they've uh, uh, created uh, an iron dome that is needed by many cities and which uh, has protected their people from attacks from uh, all around the region. And uh, But many people hate Israel, and it's a new form of anism, and I think it comes from uh, envy and resentment of uh, people who outperform. It's, uh, it's uh, hostility to excellence is what it is, because Israel, by any ordinary standards, is, is uh, perhaps the world's most successful country for its size, and uh, it's a world leader and uh, and it's being attacked uh, by enemies all around it, uh, and somehow lefts in the United States support Israel's enemies against Israel, and that strikes me as the Democratic Party pathetically failing its Israel test. Well, I, I love how you I wrote that. I love how you said in that book that America's technology emblem should read Israel inside because, like you said, they do such a high rate of innovation per capita. And George, yeah. you also pointed out that in the 1990s and 2000s, Israel started to embrace supply-side economics. And, and prior to that, they failed the Israel test, didn't they? Yeah, they were terrible. Almost went bust in the 1980s. Uh, they um, uh, had a thousand. They were on the track for a thousand percent inflation, and they contrived a unity government and uh, eventually uh, began emancipating their country from the socialist traditions that they inherited from the Ben Gurion or labor uh, movement, and uh, and Netanyahu really is the principal figure in, li in liberating Israel, and, and he's uh, a, a kind of Churchillian leader in Israel. And, and again, the hostility to excellence has, uh, has made Netanyahu uh, the object incredible hostility on the left in the United States, but he is a he's the I think the greatest leader of this era. Wow, I I love how you articulated the golden rule of capitalism that the good fortune of others is also one's own, and I mean if that's exactly. true, yeah, if that's true, and and the Jewish population is something like three tenths of one percent. And yet you look at their disproportionate amount of accomplishments, whether it's innovation or Nobel Prize or entrepreneurship, it, it really does 
make your argument, I think, that you, you've always made that inequality is actually the answer, not the problem. Yeah. I think that, that's right. Money, however, I do believe that uh, some of the inequality is a result of what I call a hypertrophy of finance. That is $5.1 trillion of currency trading every day, every 24 hours. The world's leading industry is currency shuffling. And it uh, doesn't even provide stable, it's 20 to- 25 times all global GDP, and it doesn't even provide stable values that uh, prevent monetary conflicts and trade wars and general suspicion about uh, a monetary policy and trade policy around the world. And uh, I believe that uh, the cryptocosm, the rise of uh, Bitcoin and Bitcoin's derivatives, because Bitcoin itself is flawed, uh, that uh, the rise of these cryptocurrencies provides a remedy for this pathetic breakdown of the world economy that we're currently experiencing. And uh, so I call it the cryptocosm, and I think it will both provide a new architecture for the internet, a security architecture for the internet that stops some of this paranoid fear of foreign chips and our telecom systems. And, uh, and also provides the, a platform for a new global money uh, that can repeat the success of the gold standard. And, and uh, uh, my hope for the future, I'm very optimistic because I see a whole new generation of technology emerging. I see a way to measure uh, innovation through time prices that uh, uh, is a major break which allows us to answer some of the charges about uh, uh, the effects of inequality. George, just I know you dealt with this in life after Google and, and you just made the point. Why is Bitcoin flawed as, as a monetary standard? Because it's tapped. It, 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 there are only a total of 21 million ever to be minted. And uh, this means that it has a kind of deflationary bias, uh, a monetary deflation, not the positive deflation that results from ever expanding productivity as measured in time prices, but a kind of uh, monetary speculative factor that uh, I think is destructive for Bitcoin as a replacement for gold. That's what Satoshi wanted to do. He was trying to create a replacement for gold. gold. And he he imagined that gold was running out. He spent too much time in universities and he (laughs) thought gold was running out. But the fact is um, we're now mining gold in the oceans from slag heaps and thinking of mining gold on the moon or from meteors, uh, you know, their gold, uh, all the gold that's ever been 
mind is still available and uh, and it's not running out. And, and that must be it. the reason uh, what remains scarce when everything else becomes abundant is time. time. And, uh, and time is the basis of uh, value. Um, money is really time. I explain it in, in, in Life After Google and in other books, and I'll be explaining it more in the future. But, uh, and uh, the time prices of 2 p.m. Pooley really vindicate this insight of mine that uh, money essentially translates the scarcity of time, which is the fundamental reality of our lives, into economic activity right right well you did a great job explaining the flaws in bitcoin in in life after google and folks it's a highly recommended book george thank you so much for appearing on the soul of enterprise unfortunately we've hit the time wall ourselves so ed what's on store for next week next week ron we're going to have our interview a second interview with joe woodard all right i look forward to it i'll see you in 167 hours This has been the Soul of Enterprise, Business in the Knowledge Economy, sponsored by Sage, energizing business builders around the world through the imagination of our people and the power of technology. Join us next week on Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern. That's 1 p.m. Pacific. In the meantime, please do visit us at www.thesoulofenterprise.com.